Welcome to Growing Older with Gusto. This is your host, Gail Zergerman, and on this podcast, we deal with something everyone faces, growing older. For years, I've been listening to those who have gone before and even blogging about what to do and how to do it. Now it's my chance to share with you these really useful strategies to living life to the fullest. Whether we're 30, 60, or beyond, Growing Older with Gusto explores how to make the most of your life. In each episode, you'll hear from different people and learn how to prosper at any age and with different types of conditions and go about embracing the future. So grab your earbuds and subscribe into our content as we hope that you too will join us on our journey to finding joy and fulfillment and growing older with gusto. Welcome to Growing Older with Gusto. This is our latest episode and I'm your host, Gail Zergerman, and I enjoy bringing inspirational and uh, people growing older with gusto to the show. Now today we have somebody really incredible cars 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 that's one word that i would use to describe our guest today which makes him very inspirational and influential henry rammers is coming to us from oakland california where he's been heavily involved in the vehicle industry since he got out of college where he received his bachelor of police science and administration degree he includes in his work profile that he's been on the california highway patrol for 25 years as a state traffic sergeant and lieutenant he has a specialty degree in public safety and accident prevention, and he's taught driver's ed, behind the wheel training, traffic school, and special courses for those with DUI offenses. He also, interestingly enough, is a former owner of the Bay Area Driving School where he was a driving analyst. His specialty there for 40 years was helping students with special driving needs those on the verge of losing their jobs due to poor driving, and seniors who wanted to extend their driving privileges. He has so many subjects that he wants to share with us today about his obvious passion, so let's get started. So welcome, Henry Ramirez, to Growing Older with Gusto. Thank you, Gail, for inviting me to your show. Great to have you. Thanks for your time. So I'd like to start our conversation by asking you to talk a lot about the traffic situation today and some, some of the collisions that are happening nationwide. For many years, we had lived with a continual nationwide traffic collision problem. There is a mindset in our community that we should accept traffic collisions because they are inevitable. We can turn this misconception around by informing all drivers that they have a choice of not being part of the problem. We must understand that the main uh, problem to the majority of the traffic collisions is human error. Preventable traffic collisions take the lives and injure many drivers, passengers, and pedestrians. When I was in the California Highway Patrol Academy, I learned that a traffic accident is a misnomer. They should be referred to as a traffic collision. A traffic accident uh, is perceived as an unintentional act, indicates to, uh, to show very little um, culpability. Many people do not grasp the true effects of traffic collisions until uh, persons involved are family members, friends, and celebrities. And many people try to justify their involvement in traffic collisions by making statements like, I was at the wrong place at the wrong time, or that's life, or it wasn't my fault. 
currently there is an insurance company out there that is recruiting errant drivers by um, using empathy and offering them a, a, a accident uh, forgiveness program. It is not okay to crash. There are uh, many uh, people in our community that are pleading for us to drive safely. Let me give you a couple of examples. Have you seen those diamond-shaped stickers indicating baby on board? Yes. I'd like to extend that a little further. How about not daughter, son on board, mother, father on board, grandmother, grandfather aboard, or how about um, uh, priest, pastor, reverend, reb rabbi on board? Also, have you seen the signs on the neighborhoods that state, please drive as if your children live here? So what are some of the signs or, or yeah, what are some of the signs that indicate that people do need to tune up their driving practices? Receiving traffic citations. Okay. Being involved in minor traffic collisions or having close calls. Questioning your personal uh, performance of handling your driving ability. When other drivers blast their horn at you or ro literally roll down the window and yell at you or they display a negative hand gesture with only one finger. These are indications that they are not happy with your driving performance. However, do not respond to those uh, actions. If you do, more likely you will provoke road rage. It is best to evaluate the situation and determine if you made a driving error. If you did, correct it. Well, what advice can you give, other than what you've already given, to help fix this traffic collision problem as you see it? For one, we must make our driving responsibilities our number one priority. We must respect and obey traffic laws. They are important to help drivers make better decisions and to keep order and safety on our roadways. We must incorporate defensive driving. And remember, the key to defensive driving is to stay focused. We must uh, consciously unplug ourselves from the technology that invades our lives. Put darn phone down. Also, we must eliminate all other distractions that are in our control. Let's chat a little bit, Henry, about the two most critical driving errors in your estimation that really need to be approached seriously. One of them is excessive speed. Teaching uh, traffic school bilateral classes, I would poll my students and ask them, how many students are here for a speeding citation? About half of the hands would, would go up. Our freeways are not speedways. They do not have bank curves to help race drivers control high speeds. Driving at high speeds is not like a video game where cars crash, reassemble, and continue. Do not challenge the roadway. If you do, you will lose control and have to pay the consequences. The post speed limit under ideal conditions are set by traffic engineers. They take under consideration the construction of the roadway and their frequency 
of traffic collisions. During inclement weather, we must automatically reduce our speeds to one that is safe and prudent. A good habit is to always glance at your speedometer every time you pass a black and white posted speed sign or a yellow advisory speed sign to ensure that you are complying. Speed violators stick out like a sore thumb. They usually do not stay with the reasonable flow of traffic and they have a tendency of changing multiple lanes and passing numerous vehicles. And what about those who run the red lights? Many serious traffic collisions occur because of road runners or say it's the red light runners. One of the most important controls at an intersection is a standard traffic signal. It displays a green, yellow, and red light respectively. Some red light runners interpret the yellow light as meaning step on it, you might make it. Then there are others that are simply uh, indecisive. When the light changes to yellow, they are usually slowing down and thinking, should I go, should I stop? Should I go or should I stop? If they decide to stop too late, they usually end up partially in intersection, creating an additional problem for pedestrians and cross traffic. The technique that I use to reform red light runners is as follows. The yellow, the yellow light usually stays on for, for three seconds. On roadways that are, that are programmed for higher speeds, the red light stays on a little longer to compensate for reaction time and stopping distance. When the light changes from green to yellow, if it takes the front of your vehicle less than one second to reach the white limit line or the first line of the crosswalk, do a traffic check by looking left and right and proceed with caution. If it takes the front of your vehicle more than one second, prepare to stop. Uh, many seasoned uh, traffic officers that are investigating intersection accidents will ask parties involved the following question. Where was the other vehicle when you first observed it? A lot of them would say, I never seen it. Or they would say, I didn't see him or her until they hit me. These are, uh, this is an indication that they have poor scanning skills and also could be referred to as tunnel vision. Is that actual uh, poor eyesight or just lack of attention? Uh, mainly lack of attention, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so many states today are passing the legalization of marijuana laws. It seems to be a trend. Um, how do you think it's going to affect highway hazards? <clears throat> My personal opinion is uh, legalization of marijuana and decriminalizing the possession of the drug is going to encourage more people to experiment and or use a drug. Although some people refer it as a recreational drug, I feel that uh, its use will hamper 
one's ability to stay focused on their driving responsibilities. Okay. The cultivation of, of marijuana today is very strong and has a very distinct odor. You can identify this odor at tailgate parties, at, at uh, uh, sports events, and also at open concerts. Uh, <clears throat> in California, we have a uh, public service announcement that, that states, buzz driving is drunk driving. I can associate this with marijuana by saying driving high coupled with traffic violations could be construed as driving under the influence. On a lighter note, Henry, tell us about your experience when you were teaching the nuns how to drive at a convent. Oh, it, it was a very uh, rewarding experience. Okay, I appreciated their demeanor and their genuine concern for helping um, underprivileged people in our society. Okay. They were grateful for my assistance in helping them build their confidence, correct their driving errors, and extend uh, their privilege to continue driving. Uh, the, the convent was also concerned with keeping their insurance minimums down and also uh, keeping their auto repairs cost to a very minimum. Would you say that uh, they were pretty good drivers overall? Well, um, after uh, uh, evaluating and teaching approximately 40 nuns, I only had to uh, request that one nun's uh, privilege would be revoked. But overall, they did an excellent job. Wow. Um, have they been driving for a long time or do they drive often and where do they drive to? Well, normally they they share uh, the, the convent's vehicles. I see. And, and they have uh, different assignments. A lot of them stay at the convent and they have different assignments at different locations. So this is sort of a loaded question, but what are some ways that family members can uh, help get older members in the family off the road when, when they become dangerous to themselves and to other people? I think the most important is we need to convince them that their driving is inappropriate and could put themselves and others in danger. But how do you do that? That's so difficult. Well, what you do is, it, number one, it is, it is best to get an unbiased opinion. Mm -hmm. some, some driving schools have driving specialists that can accurately uh, assess their driving performance. If they are able to correct the critical driving errors that they make, they will do so. If not, they, they could in a sincere manner inform these students of the alternate methods of transportation. Yeah. I know I had an elderly aunt who really shouldn't have been driving and, and so her son got somebody to just keep saying she could, she can't pass the test, you know? So that was how they got her off the road. Wow. Um, but you need to convince him. Yeah, right. So being the owner of a, the Bay Area driving school must have been quite fascinating. It's a fascinating area in the country. What was the most unusual thing that happened to you when you were owner of the, the Bay Area driving school? 
What comes to mind is we had an instructor that was uh, being involved in traffic collisions about once a year. Even though the traffic collisions were not our fault, I categorized them as being pre preventable. He uh, tried to justify his involvement and was asking for consideration for the reason that he felt that he was exposed to many traffic situations uh, more, than, more than others on a daily basis. To rectify the problem, we uh, implemented a yearly um, non-preventable traffic collision bonus program. The instructor had a change of attitude and he refined his defensive driving skills and completed several years of non-preventable traffic collisions. And he looked forward to his bonus, bonus at the end of the year during the Christmas holidays. Very good, very good. Anyway, I'm out of questions. Henry, unless you have something else you wanna talk about, I wanna thank you so much for coming on the show today and telling us all this useful information about how we can grow older with gusto and still drive. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you again. So thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growing Older with Gusto. I'm Scott Winteroth, co-producer, and on behalf of Gail Zuckerman and myself, we would like to invite you to our website for additional resources on Growing Older with Gusto, as well as past episodes of the show. Please consider sharing this podcast with a friend. Or if you know someone who is growing older with gusto, please have them contact us so we can interview them on the show. Our contact information is on our website. Thank you. This podcast is a front and social production. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Mm -hmm.